Hello everyone, welcome back to the left page. Today it's just me, Frank, your historian, always always ready, always online. And I'm here to share a bit of um it's a New Year's message. I write several of these for my friends and the people important to me. And I thought it was only right to do one for, for the left page itself and to share with everyone. So I'm going to be going over a, a little message I wrote the other day and looking back on 2020 and, well, what's next. Not necessarily as for the part or as a planning thing, but just like, what are we looking for? What are we dreaming of? <laughs> if vague, but you'll see. Uh, this will also be December's reading corner, and it will be open for everyone to suit the the episode as well. So if you want to go through there, that that'll be that, and I may add a few flares here and there, just if I if I find it suitable or a little thing at the end. But yeah, it's a, a New Year message from the left page. I am here to share with you all a little message of memory, of thinking about 2020, and most importantly, of hope. This year, I, <laughs> I've i gone through a lot. It feels like everything was turned up to 11. From rediscovering what I wanted to research, to further deceptions employment-wise, and various difficulties in regards to relationships and what that means for me. It was a difficult time. And I say this knowing I didn't have it too bad either. Just want to start out confronting this. Um, that it was a year of hardships and pain. Sadly, nothing can change that. What I want to do is share and think about some of what I've been reading and writing to consider both what, what 2020 was and the hope for 2021, even if concretely it won't be much different. The big question, looking forward, as bleak and difficult as it all stands, looking at my country, at the US, and the whole world really, is that it's very difficult to consider anything else. It, it does go back to capitalist realism. It's still easier to imagine the end of the world than the end of capitalism. It's true, no doubt, but I have had it with accepting this. 2020 has given me the opportunity and the chance to embrace me and my work as a writer as something I want to do, find valuable pursuing, and will pursue. And I've had enough of pure bleakness, of dystopias that are nothing more than explorations with no way out. Iconic, then. We started the podcast with Brave New World, 1984 and Fahrenheit 451. Turning from them now is, is my goal. Not simply in writing and in practice, but imaginatively as well. After all, there is, for quite a long time now, such a thing as utopian writing, with various shapes and sizes. There's plenty of fiction, even if not strictly that, but that will manage to push boundaries in one direction or another of autonomy, joy, and freedom. <laughs> and in that old adage, but that we need to create... Uh, in our minds as well, in order to strive towards and create it. A new world is possible. You cut them right. Look no further than Little Red Schoolhouse's We Can Make It Better series, whose goal is, and I quote, to make imagining the end of capitalism easier than imagining the end of the world. Basically everything that I was saying. <laughs> uh, they've been doing a part of this work as well, and though my conclusions ended up being the same, it was still... 
I made my own way through it via literature. And what does this all mean in one word? Hope. Hope to dream, hope to defy and create, hope to fight and struggle in each and every place and time. Refusing to back down and to cede even an inch, our imagination most of all. And this is where I came in this year, with my research and my writing. Hell, I've been researching literary utopias and writing revenge stories. If those aren't coping mechanisms, I'm not sure what are. And let me say, it has renewed me in a very big way. Because a lot of that, while individual in action, was done in a collective space. Let me elaborate. This year, I joined an academic reading and study group filled with peers and my potential advisor for my master's. But beyond that, it's been a place to talk, to meet them, to connect, to learn about their work, consider and enhance my possibilities and what I want to do. Having this amazing, really sweet and welcoming group of people has allowed me to both feel less alone in my studies, but also to make friends and bounce around ideas and things I want to do. On the writing side, however, it's an even longer, more elaborate and even more lovely story. Um, I've spoken on this before, and and though I'll be brief, necessary to, to recount this at this time, to consolidate 2020 as well. It all started with Romancing the Gothic, the classes and book group organized and ran by Dr. Sam Hurst. In it, I read amazing Gothic literature, beautiful queer literature, learned so, so much, and uh, even better, made some huge friends. Um, So where did the writing bit come from? Uh, Long story short, one of the editors of one of the books we read had a submission open for novels and novellas. At first, I didn't think I'd try anything. Um, It was a bit long and, well, you know, takes time to write that kind of work. But uh, an idea came to me. Witches. In space. Rebellious. Radical. Eco-witches. So I wrote and revised it in two months. It was my first longer fiction ever written. Like, I, I had attempted to write novels, but never finished. And this novella was my first longer work other than the short stories. And I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> it didn't work out, unfortunately. But regardless, it, it did shove me back into writing with a great deal of pleasure. And I'm not turning back. That led me to writing other stories for other submissions, along with connecting with other folks adjacent to Amazing the Gothic, who are also so great too. I, What I'm going through is that even in my isolation and in my pains, 2020 has given me way, way too many silver linings. And I'm not saying all this to to diminish anyone's pain or struggles this year. After all, uh, racist violence in the US and Brazil and all around the world um, isn't solving itself. Uh, The fights against that rage on and Always my my salutes and my reverence to the comrades organizing and acting. Black Lives Matter, period. I'm I'm here to to share some of my experience and what 2020 has been for me as as a writer, as a historian, as a person in Brazil right now. And what everything I've been thinking and working about. I've been doing the podcast and (laughs) you do listen to it, so I might as well have a nice... Try to do a nice sender for 2021. And so, here am I.
writing and talking to you now. It's it it it, it is as I said uh, purely a change in the calendar, but it can be a small, tiny bit of hope, of a renewed vigor for more for better, to keep searching and finding things that make that work, that effort good, necessary, important. Your individual well-being is essential. While acting in, in the world demands effort, sacrifice, and carries a lot of challenges, our ultimate goals are for this possibility for each and every one. So here and now we grieve, we yell, we try to carry on best we can. My, my latest motto has been day after day, moment after moment, one after the other. Because for these possibilities of joy and happiness too, understanding the world and its tools of destruction and exploitation, and striving and acting to change and bring them all down. I have my limitations, I, I know my fears, my anxieties, so I have a small thing, a little thing, here. I have the left page, an attempt to, to bridge literature, which means so much to me, for others, to give them this material, these possibilities, and imagination that does belong to all. I do it out of hope, and even through so many difficulties, it helps, a bit. So, I say this to you all who are listening, who have been in pain throughout 2020, who have had many difficulties and miseries, and that aren't really going away simply with a change in the calendar. I don't want to preach or naively console, but to try and share some of what I've been feeling and engaging, and shine that at least very, very little being of hope. We need to know that what we are trying to create beyond capitalism, what we strive to destroy, there is this effort of subversion, of revolt, of revolution, but therein lies the equally as difficult work of building, rebuilding, however you want to phrase it, and that is a necessary side to consider, carefully, sure, but we dream. Let us make this dreaming important as well. Let us turn towards thinking about what we want and need, even if it is far, let us go beyond capitalist realism, against only dystopia and apocalypse. They have their uses, sure, but they're not enough. That's what I've been saying. That's what I've been trying to make the case for. And I, I think there's great reason for it. They're not enough. And to the point, they can lead to even more pessimism and despair. They can be useful occasionally, and they, they have a certain value, as literature does. But that's not it. That can't be it. Dystopias cannot be the limit to our imagination. We must have a conscious, constant effort to push back against this closed-off horizon that capitalism seems to offer. So let us create, and let us think, and let us dream, with not only what enrages and seems unbeatable, but too with, with what leads us to smile, what leads us to laugh, what truly is this dream? Let us consider the joy. Let us value this substance and effort, which it, which it too is a tool for us to use for a better world. Let us hope. That is all I can truly hope for. I always want to offer my, my solidarity, my, my compassion 
to all comrades, to all listeners, to everyone and anyone here, the hope and the strength to, to carry on day after day, moment after moment, for those important situations, for those relevant moments that do make us smile, that do offer something else, something that isn't the purely material, the the competitiveness, the wealth that is that is something deeper that exists in the connections, in the possibilities, in the hope, in the love. So what I wish, what I hope, and what I want to try and always do with my work, even as we talk about horror stories, sci-fi, fantasy, romance, non-fiction, anything and everything, is to offer this possibility of hope. And this feels like what we might need the most. Not, again, one that is naive, that is, oh, it will all work out, no. But one that pushes us forward, that pushes us towards a continual effort. And know that through all the struggles that I have had myself with relationships, with understanding who I am, hell, I've I've, I've not mentioned it before, but or at least in this text, but I came out as demisexual, I have been identifying and understanding myself as queer, which has been making a lot of sense to me, and I've also had a whole thing about my, my own relationship, which ended, uh, be that as it was. This has been a difficult year, <laughs> in small ways to start, not to mention the thousands and thousands and millions suffering with a pandemic, the dead and the living. There's no word, there's no way to define the pain. And I know I got off easy, at least so far. But I offer the left page in whole to you, the listener. We are here and we will remain here, always striving to offer this beacon, to offer this hope. And this is honestly even more than I could possibly ever imagine for the left page. So hopefully you have a good passing to the new year. Hopefully you're staying safe as much as you can. And that 2021 is a little less painful, a little less brutal to all. But if it's not... And we will remain here, striving, thinking, acting, day after day. Because it is what we must do, and it is what we do out of care, out of hope, out of love. Thank you so much, everyone. And we will talk to you soon. Eternal love and solidarity.